here we go. And welcome to episode 145 of the Pittsburgh Nerd. Sean. I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says. Hail to Pitt. Penn State sucks. That felt good. (laughs) Words I never in my lifetime thought I would say. Congratulations to the 2021 Pittsburgh Panther football team on winning their first ever ACC championship. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> Tears of joy were wept. <laughs> Tears of joy. Ethan stepped up. Man. Oh. Like you, you were furiously texting me. Like in the first oh. quarter. Particularly. Like, particularly the first quarter. You were just like, I could feel the tension. And it was, like, yeah. I was tense too because, but like I knew, like the thing I knew was like, all I needed was Pitt's defensive line to show up. Right. Like, the second that defensive line showed up and they started putting pressure on Hartman, I knew Pitt had the game. Yeah. You know, because you could see him, him like he wasn't used to getting pressure. He, the, right. he was getting rattled. He was being held in the pocket. He was getting hit. Like these are yeah. things he didn't like, you know, and yeah. like the second that defensive line showed up in the second quarter, like that ball game changed. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it did. Wake Forest racked up twenty-one points in the first quarter and didn't score a single point after that. Right, it's good know? defensive football. Yeah, I mean, and it was it was all of a sudden like Pitt's defensive line showed up, got to the quarterback, made him uncomfortable. And he's the type of quarterback that doesn't react well to pressure, you could tell. And, like, right. at the end of that game, he had a thousand-yard stare. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. You know, like, he was just, like, he, it might as well have been, like, you know, I mean, it's a horrible term. It might as well have been, like, Vietnam to him. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, that's how beat up he, he was. I mean, the four interceptions, like, everything that went into that was all because all of a sudden – he had people around them that he did not like having around them. No. You know. He was getting hit, though. Oh, yeah. He took some shots. Even non-sacks. You know what I mean? Like, he was getting hit. There was that one, like, where he, <clears throat> like, they do they did that goofy, like, that muddle, like, handoff thing. But yeah, then, yeah. like, so he, he faked the handoff. He, like, held it there for a second. And he pulled it down. He decided he was going to run. And he took a shot. Yeah. Like, like number eight <laughs> hit him square in the chest and drove him straight to the ground. And I was just like, like, even I was like, ooh. Like, you know. And right. like, like, he wasn't the same after that. Like, it was like, you could tell. He was like, I do not want to be here. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, and Panthers were strong today on D. Yeah. I mean, I Pickett was good, too. Oh, yeah, P- Pickett played a good game. Not taking anything away from him. <laughs> but Wake Forest defense played a lot better than I thought it would. Yeah. Like, I on- honestly, I thought, like, if Pitt can make, like, three stops. Right. Like, that was my thinking was, like, all you need to do is just get three, maybe four stops, and you win the game in, like, a high-scoring shootout. Like, Wake Forest defense had me scared for a little bit there. I was like, oh, man, I don't know. Wake's D is much better, playing they much were, better than I've seen. And they were playing well. Yeah. I mean, they weren't playing that bad. No. I mean, you got to you got to think. Fourteen points came off of interceptions, pretty much. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That second pick, though, that was a great run back on that first pick, though. Oh yeah. I thought he was going to do it. He just ran on a he ran on a wind. I thought he was going to pull them all of it. Remember that one in the NBAFC yeah. championship game against Baltimore? He like weaved yeah, all yeah. over the field. Yeah, I don't yeah. think his I don't think he had the legs for it at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Paul Mollo was a completely different breed of athlete. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, but uh, that that pick six was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fitting. I mean, I'm glad they won. Yeah, so am I. I mean, it's like... Bro, man. He's going to look good on Sundays. Yeah. We're not going to get him, but... You know, you know <laughs> what? Yep. Here's the thing. I like. I've seen mock drafts right now that are saying... Because like, I, I think when you, when you look at, like, quarterbacks, the... um. The guy from North Carolina is kind of like more highly sought after. He's more highly thought of for some reason. Uh-huh. And I, I mean, and I, I, I watched him play. I watched Pitt play North Carolina. I could see why he, he, he's a good quarterback. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I'm, I, the, the, the guy from uh, Old Miss, people are also very high on. So like. In the pantheon of things, like unless Pinkett like blows people away in uh on his pro day, because he's you know he's not gonna throw at the combine. Yeah. So unless he like, does something spectacular on his pro day where people like step up and say, Yeah, he's the guy. I I can see him being like the third quarterback taken. And maybe fall into the Steelers. Like, I've seen some mock drafts where he's fallen to the Steelers at, like, you know, as a mid-first-round draft pick. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But, you know, that's definitely a we-shall-see situation. Right. Well, we definitely need a cue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... I think I think Randolph was a bust. Yeah, he's he's no good. And, and I think that was their when they did draft him. You know what I mean? I that was the back. That was the plan. Well, I mean, doesn't I mean, help he that a, he, doesn't even talk to him. <laughs> he was a second round draft pick. You know, I mean, so like you, the expectation was that yeah, he'd be able to step in. But like I, I thought he showed two years ago, like 
he's not the guy. You know, I didn't need like that 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 game against Detroit to tell me that. I I saw that two years ago. At, you know, when no. Miles Garrett was smacking him in the head with a helmet, like you know, he lost a job to a guy named Duck. <clears throat> yeah, I know. You know, so like it, it's it's just it's one of those things where like, you know, I'm sorry, son, you're not you're not suited to be an NFL quarterback, but <laughs> right. you know, you you, you got to get one at some point, and uh. Yeah, like I hear all this talk of like, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, maybe maybe they'll, they'll go and get a uh, uh, Russell Wilson. Like, they're not spending that kind of capital. Yeah, and they're old. They're not. Well, I mean, you know if, I mean? look, no, if if you get Russell Wilson, like I hate Russell Wilson as a human being. He seems like a despicable yeah. person. But if you could get me Russell Wilson as my quarterback, I'd be a very happy camper, and the Steelers would be a Super Bowl contender. You think he keeps Seattle relevant all by himself? He has nothing around him, nothing. Yeah. You you put him with Deontay Johnson and Mapletron, you know, yeah. and, and you know, and and uh, fucking hair, you know, Najee Harris is a running back. You give him a running game, you know, Fryermuth at tight end. I mean, you give him weapons like like he'd have in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they, they'd go all of a sudden. They'd be like, you know. <laughs> like, like ridiculous, like they'd be an odds on the Super Bowl at that point, right? Because you have all the other weapons there. You, I mean, I think the offensive line still needs some work, yeah. but I mean, outside of that, like I mean, I, I, I think a quarterback like Russell Wilson, with like his ability to move, you, you could, you take some pressure off the offensive line by, by now, like incorporating rollouts and shit like that into your offense. Right. The next thing you know, man. You know, you're you're going from like, you know, seven and nine or this season eight, eight and one probably to mm-hmm. you know, you're you're a twelve and four team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Russell, I mean, Wilson still has the goods. Like he, he would be a good guy for another five, six, seven years. Aaron Rodgers, you're gonna get three more years out of Max. <laughs> you know. I like Aaron Rodgers, but like not that much. Yeah. Yeah, he's. And we'll see. Who knows what yeah. they're gonna do? I know they're gonna get a quarterback. They have to get a quarterback. So. Yeah, they have to. Yeah. I mean, like, I've heard I've heard people say like they want to get like a a veteran quarterback. But man, the price is gonna be too high for a veteran. Like like. Like, what do you give away to get, you know, Russell Wilson from Seattle? Right. Because apparently, like, he wants out. Oh, really? Yeah. And the same with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, you know, the talk is that Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. But it's like, what do you have to give up to bring them in? Like, like, what's the price you're willing to pay? And, like, you know, two first-round draft picks. For Russell Wilson, which is le- legitimate cost, right? But I wouldn't want to pay that if I was the Steelers. I agree, and I I just don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know who they're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. Gotta get somebody. It's weird the people we get on our teams as backups, though. I mean, it's just strange. Once greats, 
You know well, what like, I mean? Like, I, I've, I've, like, it's like a funny thing of like when Roethlisberger was younger, like, you know, you had Charlie Batch, who was an established starter, like with Detroit. Uh-huh. You felt comfortable with him coming in and playing, even for an extended yeah. period of time. And then you had Byron Leftwich, who was an established starter and he had playoff experience. You felt comfortable with him coming in. And then, like, as Ben got older, they got away from that because right. he didn't need that mentor guy. Right. You know? So they went with younger backups. Like, it's, I think it started with Landry Jones. Mm-hmm. Like Landry Jones was, like, that, 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 that young backup that they had. And it was like... Now he he's not that good, and they go and get Mason Rudolph, and well, he's not that good, and you know, hey, we'll pick up Dewey Haskins. Well, he's busy playing on his phone pregame, you know. I mean, it's like, mm. you know, it's that thing of like you 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 don't want to go and get somebody. You're not going to spend the high draft pick, even though like, Rudolph was a second round draft pick. But you're not going to like go and spend the first round draft pick on a backup quarterback to develop for the next three years behind Roethlisberger. Yeah, because he's yeah. not going to learn anything from Roethlisberger. Yeah, Ben's going to be like, I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. What the fuck are you doing? You're trying to replace me. Yeah. You know. Just leave me alone. Yeah, so, like, I, I get it. <laughs> it's like, it's just, but it's still, it's just, it's one of those things where, like, you know, if you go and you draft Kenny Pinkett, you have to go get, like, a veteran backup. Like, you have to bring up, like, um, what, Fitzgerald. Yeah. No, Fitzpatrick has his name. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Like you have to go get a guy like that, a veteran guy who could sit behind him and teach him, or, or maybe even start like the first half of the season, like he did with Tua. I don't know, but like, you'd have to go get like that veteran guy who would be there again to like guide, be the mentor in a way. Right. 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 Um, yeah. Hey. Good game. Yeah, pit game was fantastic. And I mean, it's like, and it's one of those things like, you know, I feel bad for Wake Forest. I know it's an odd thing to say. But but here's the reason why. Like, Wake Forest is like pit. You know, they're a perennial six, seven, eight win team somewhere in that range normally. You know, Mm. they're they're never going to be contending for a playoff spot. They're never going to be up there with Bama and Georgia. But this was like, especially from like, this was the year Clemson's down. You know, yeah. the, the, Clemson's won the Atlantic division in the ACC six years in a row. Right. You know, like nobody else has gone to the ACC championship game from that division except for Clemson. You know, it's been Clemson and 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 then also ran in, in that in that ACC right. championship game, Pitt being one of them four years ago. And th- so this is the year, like, they finally break through. Clemson has a down year. You're able to get to that 10-win season. You know, this is a ma- so it's a season of magic for Wake Forest, as it was for Pitt. Ten wins, they haven't done that since 1981, you know. Right. And, you know, you, you have two teams with, like, star quarterbacks who are, you know, throwing, you know, touchdowns left and right and breaking records and everything else. And I just I feel bad for him because it's like I I feel confident Clemson will be right back to being Clemson again next year. You know, it's like one down year does not knock down the beast. And right, you know, 
who knows when they'll be back again, you know? Right. And it's the same thing with Pitt. Like, I, I feel like this is a test for Pitt because it's like, this is great. 10 wins, 11 wins now. You're going to a, a, a New Year's Six Bowl. Good chance you could win the New Year's Six Bowl. Unlike when they won the, the Big East all those years ago and, like, you know, got served up to Utah as a sacrificial lamb. Like, this is, like, that rare time where, like, I feel like it doesn't matter who they play. It's a good matchup for them. And I feel like they could still win the game. Yeah. You know, you know, is it going to be Oklahoma State or is it going to be Baylor? You know, whoever it's going to be, I feel like Pitt can win the game. Yeah, yeah. And I've never felt that way before. And now the question becomes next season, when Kenny Pinkett's gone, when the 24 seniors are gone, you know, is it how good is the team next year? Yeah, yeah, you know, is it back to six and six or or seven wins, or or, or you know, or do you can you put together another nine ten win season and contend for the division again? Yeah, you know, that's the question. Like, is it is this the start of the program being on the rise, and being able to like be a top fifteen, top ten program, or like a a back to like in way like a way of prominence for Pitt? Or is this a one-year wonder, and you're back to just mediocrity? Right, right. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. That's the problem. You know, a lot of seniors. <laughs> it is, but like, you, your, your hope is like they built towards this, and so the hope becomes like, okay, you built towards this moment, and you've won this moment, and now the, the hope is that you've continued building towards future moments like 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 it wasn't just like we we put it all together for one year right you know because other programs have the same turnover you know you look at a, a team like clemson you look at a team like alabama you look at a team like georgia you know they, they lose 10 15 guys a year to the nfl draft right, right. and yet they're constantly in the top four you know right I'm not expecting to be in the top four, but man, it'd be great to be a, a top 10 team. Yeah. Right. You know, it'd be great to be like, just talked about. <laughs> right. Or seen. Yeah. Like, you know, like Penn state has been all these years. Yeah. yeah. Like for years, Penn state was like that, that, that team with like, they weren't quite good enough to get into the top four, but they were a top 10, top 15 team. They were always around. They were always part of the conversation. You always had to talk about them, like, hey, they could pull the upset against Ohio State and end up in the eight, in the Big Ten championship game or some some shit like that. Like that was always where Penn State's been, e- even like like even during like the the suspension years. Like it, Penn State yeah. was still like a talked about team. They were still a ranked team, believe it or not. Right. You know, the, the, that penalty didn't didn't hurt them for some reason. <clears throat> and, um. So it's just like you, you just you kind of hope that Pitt's kind of put themselves in that position where they can be in that talk. That that right. would just make me happy. Like you're not a dominant program, you're not you're not a playoff contender, but man, you're just you're right there in, in that top ten, top fifteen ranking. You know, people talk kind of talk about you every year, and you're you're not going to like the you know the the pinstripe bowl. You're going to like those 
just 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 below a New Year's Day bowl sometimes. Sometimes you get to the New Year's Day bowl. Sometimes you don't. You know. Yeah. yeah. Those those January thirtieth bowls. You're yeah, right. You know, those are the ones I'm talking about. The holiday <laughs> bowl, the the cheese it bowl, you know, shit like that. Right. So. <laughs> and last I saw that Jake Genzel had a hat trick tonight. Oh, did he? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, good, good for Jake. They're playing in Vancouver tonight. All right. Yeah. Uh, that was was it a late one? Yeah, I guess it was a late one. Yeah, you know, I saw they played in Edmonton on Wednesday. They, they lost yeah. that game. But, uh, they were playing in, I guess that's like like their Western Canadian trip. Yeah, yeah. I guess they Seattle. I mean, they usually like make they'll make like two trips to like the West Coast and like like do one with like like Western Canada, which I think will now include Seattle. Uh-huh. And then they'll always do like a second trip to the West Coast for like Phoenix and LA and and uh, you know San Jose, Colorado, yeah. those type you know, those types of places. Yeah, the nine thirty, ten, ten thirty games. Yeah. Ugh. Those games that when when you like you had cable, you're like, man, I want to <laughs> stay up and watch this game, but. Yeah, get to bed. <laughs> you know, right. You know, fuck. Z's catch up with you. Yeah. So what have you been up to? None. Just working. Yeah. Binged Lost in Space. Oh, my God. Did you watch the whole thing? I have, yes. I was oh, in an emotional puddle. I know. I know. Uh, If you, it's only three seasons, but it's three fantastic seasons, and like the 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 finale was so fucking good. Yeah, I didn't know if you were gonna like it. I mean, I, I figured you'd like it, but I didn't think. I thought maybe you thought think it'd be too cheesy. No, not <laughs> at all. Like I love like because like I don't want to spoil it, but I do because I want to discuss Just, it with you. Yeah, spoil. All right, yeah. well, I'm gonna spoil. Spoiler alert. You know when Re- when Will was dying, and <laughs> yeah. and and robot you know like built a cocoon over him. And, you know, and did the whole thing, and then when Will woke up, he kind of like you know went away like this, I mean, which was like the it was like the whole We Are Groot moment in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, you know, and like and he's like trust Will Robinson, and I was like when when he started turning the dust and like blowing away in the wind, I lost it. I had to pause <laughs> the fucking TV show. I I I was weeping. I couldn't believe they did this. Me neither. I couldn't believe it either. I was like, "What? <laughs> yeah, it's happening." Yeah. And then like, like when Will was like, "Well, he's part of me. Like he's he's done something. He's like he's a part of me, with the with the artificial heart." I'm like, "Oh my god, that's so sweet. That's beautiful." Yeah, yeah. Like it was, like, it was a nice thing, right? Yeah. 
But then Tyler Taylor just downloaded himself into a fucking heart so he could take over Scarlet. I was like, fuck yes! I mean, oh, I was all in. I was all in with that shit. And the way they yeah. go back to like, like, okay, this is why Robot changed. The kindness that I showed him changed him. And when Penny right. did the same thing with Sally, and every, like it was like, well, this changes everything. Right, right. You know, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was a phenomenal finale. Yeah. Like, I thought it was, like, really well done in the way it, like, kind of incorporated going all the way back to, like, the first episode. Right. And everything, like, I, I just thought it was really, really well done. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, there were chase scenes. There was fucking, you know, robotic war scene. There was heartfelt stuff. I mean, it was, it was good, dude. It was. Seeing him seeing him growing up. Um, you know, through the whole series, seeing the ri- rise and fall of Dr. Smith. Yeah. Um, that was a powerful speech that she gave at the end about him, the robot. Yeah. Yeah, it was, dude. I just, I just like the robot. Yeah. I loved I loved that technology. I, I liked how they I like how it was updated to that. You know what I mean? Like they didn't do a cyborg or anything like you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. that was the robot. I just thought it was like, I, the series as a whole was just really, really well done. It was, right? It was. I mean yeah. like it like I don't know what people were complaining about with this show. Like, especially the first season, like, oh, it's kind of boring. I'm like no, it's far from boring in my opinion. This is just good storytelling. It takes you to the second season, which is a bit more action packed, which leads to the third season, which is nothing more than an action movie. But right, the whole movie. Right, but like, but like, the, <sighs> it took the first season. You had to develop these characters, and understand what they were. So by the time you got to the third season, you saw that character growth. I mean, all these characters grew. Right. You know, even the parents. Right, right. You know, like I mean, it, there's that scene like where they're they're in the chariot, and you know, and the dad looks at the mom and is like, yeah, I, "I saw there's an Italian restaurant we, we need to try." Like they're in the middle of like chaos and danger, and he's like trying to make a date with his wife. Right, you know, right. because he's trying to distract. Like I get the distraction thing. That's what John does, but it's still like he wouldn't have done that in season one for her. No. Nah. No, not at all. Like, you can see their bond grow stronger through each season. Right. You know, which is great. Like, I mean, you you never see that kind of character development. You very rarely see that kind of character development. And and, and especially in, in, like, even Dawn West's character develops. Like, you know, and I like Dawn. You know, like, his, <laughs> his that character, like, it starts out as, like, the, the slimy smuggler. And he ends up, you know, being the heroics. He's Han Solo. Right, right. Yeah. You know, in many ways, he's the Han Solo of the show. Like, it, it, it's just, it's so well done. I, I like, I'm glad you watched. I'm glad, I'm glad I, 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 I beat you down enough to get you to watch that show. 
Yeah, it's a good show, dude. It is. Yeah, it's. I like the whole Judy and her father thing too. Yeah. Yeah, there was a moment there. I was like, "Is this guy sus?" You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is this guy like I don't. I mean, I get this guy, but I'm not really buying in. Like he's. Yeah. He's like a little too Doctor Smith for me. Yeah. You know, like I had that feeling about him, but no, he turned out to be all right. <laughs> yeah. You know. He just had to get knocked down a peg and realize what fucking century it was in. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean that. I mean, like, like the scene where you know Judy reconnects the the autopilot on right. him. It's like you know, yeah, I trust my my mother more than I trust you. <laughs> you know, that was a great moment. Right. You know. So yeah, I mean, it, it's stuff like I mean, it, it was a. It's a very well done show. Like I, I like the ending of it. I like the way it all tied together. I like the Thanksgiving dinner. I like the fact that Will wouldn't be able to sit still. That like Will was like, right. okay, I'm gonna go explore the world. I'm gonna go explore the universe now. Me and the me and the robot. Yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> right. Like I like that. I, I like that ending. Like it it just it worked for me. Well, it made sense, right? Yeah. Like the little, like the, the the scared little child who who was afraid to like you know leave the Jupiter. Yeah. You know who was afraid to go up at you know, you know to go get stuff in the mountains with his dad. Mm-hmm. Now is like, yeah, me and the robot are gonna go get exploring. <laughs> We're gonna find strange new worlds, chart them. That's a fantastic. Yeah, he, he, what was cool is though is he turned out to be a genius, which was yeah. You know what I mean? Which was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Or a great thinker. I wouldn't say genius, but he was. Yeah. You know. When they thought he could do nothing. Yeah. I mean, he was always the underdog. Yeah. Even with the robot. He was. He was. He was going to have him left behind. What's that? Like, you know, because I mean, like, Maureen paid somebody to fake his, his scores. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, yeah. he was the one who was going to, you know, if things had gone the wrong way, he, like, it would have been all his fault that they didn't leave the earth. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So, <clears throat> like, I get it. And, like, I, like, so, like, his character, like, all of them, like, all of Judy. Penny, like all of them, have a great character art. Like, it's just, just it's such a well done show. Yeah, I thought so too. I love the Oreos behind the back moment too. Yeah. Fucking was really good. That poor kid. No, but that that's really good. It was. I agree. Yeah, like I, it was like it was just chock full of moments. Yeah. Without being like too. Without being too much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Like they were subtly put in, and the important parts were emphasized. It was just a good roundup. Yeah. And I thought it was great. I'm like, I just, you know. Yeah. It's sad. Because you don't want to see it end. 
Right. I, I don't. You're right. I, I, I That's the thing that bums me out. I think this show is over. It, it's only got three seasons. That's right. the disappointment. Like, I feel like, like, and like, as a part of me, it's like, well, man, this was a nice, tidy little three seasons. It, it, it didn't get strung out. It didn't go too long. And I'm, and I feel like I'm right about that. But I also feel like, man, if you could have gotten like two more out of it, if you could have found a way to get two more out of it, that would have been phenomenal too. You know? Yeah, I mean, like there was just so much action in this one. Yeah. Like, I mean, people said that you know it was boring and everything like that. Huh? I just, I, I thought it was actually really good storyline. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that. The Lost in Space with <clears throat> Lacey Chabert and all that, you know, that whole thing. You know, although that movie did have good moments, um, but I thought it was far enough behind to where yeah. they could start or something. Right. You know. And I mean, and it's completely different from that movie. And I mean, yeah, it's completely different from the TV show. Yeah. Like, like in all honesty, like the only thing they, they hold in common is like just some of the, the, the names and, and the idea and the idea, like the basic yeah. idea. Like, I mean, it's completely different, you know, but in a good way, I, but it's still like it, it, it paid a lot of homage to that original show. Yeah. You know, it did, but it's just, you can't have those characters like, I think that was part of the failure of the the movie is like you you they they tried to update it and they still did it in a cliched way. Yeah. Whereas like this was updated and it didn't feel cliched at all. That all these people felt real. Oh yeah, for sure. You know. Well, I think that they included all their faults, and yeah. I, that was a big thing with this show. Is everybody had their issues, dude. You know what I mean? Which yeah, made I mean, it more human. Judy's a super smart one that can do at damn near anything, but she doubts everything that she can do. Right, exactly. You know, and, you know. We'll never think it's good enough for anything. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and They all have issues and problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's, but that makes it more realistic. Yeah. Because those are traits that people have. Right. I mean, some, and you... Anybody that watches the show can identify with one of these characters. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Oh, Just yeah, exactly. One. Yeah. One of them is you. You know, yeah. and I think that's what made this show so good. I mean, it would have been, it would have been easy to like, give, you know, John and Maureen the perfect marriage, but you didn't. Oh, no, it's jacked. Yeah, it was, it was screwed yeah. from the start. Yeah, you know? and it was really bad in this one as well, where she was yeah. like, Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'd rather work on things than, you know what I mean. So it's, but it was like it was this interesting dynamic, like the beginning, like they were on the brink of divorce. Yeah. You know, and and slowly, that changed. You know, which is like, I mean, it, it was, it's just a great show. Yeah. It really was. I I I can't stress that enough. It was good. It was. Yeah, I'm glad it exists. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be one I want to come back to at some point and just, like, watch all three seasons. Yeah. You know. I It was glad to see Will grow, too. Yeah. 
like that change. Yeah. You know? I love that part, too, where they were walking. I was like, hey, you know, how about you just teach me how to shave? You know? Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah. That's a good moment. It was a know? great moment. Yeah. Pretty cool, dude. Because there were just, two people. At the beginning of the show, they were two people who had, like, John had no idea how to connect with Will. Yeah, none. Like, Will was not his, like, it was like, I don't know where I know. You're, you're, you've come from my loins, but I don't know where in my loins you came from, because you are nothing like me. Right. But at the end, by by the end, they 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 found the way to make that connection. Well, I think they all reconnected with their father at the end. Yeah. And that's what I liked. Like, you know, he had been gone, and there was a disconnect, and the only person he really connected was with was Judy. Yeah. And. Uh, but then they had a falling out. You know what I mean? Like, but I like at the end, they all reconnected. Yeah. You know, because they were always close to their mom. Yeah. But they kind of reconnected with that. And even th- those relationships were strained as well. Yeah. Between the kids and the mother and stuff like that. But that's, that's, that's normal life. Yeah. You know, I like that part with, um, Oh, the other daughter. What's her name? Penny. I like that part with Penny when the robot got impaled. Yeah. Remember when he got impaled and they're sitting yeah. there and she's telling about these two guys? Yeah. And he's like, uh. Right? But I, yeah. the best part about that was the robot looking at each one of them waiting for the response. Yeah. Like he was, and it's subtle, but you realize that he really understands what's going on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he understands more than you think he does. Yeah. Because he's actually in the conversation without being in the conversation, if that makes sense. Yeah. He's actually listening to both sides and waiting for a reaction. He's also seen everything that Penny's going through. And I think he's more interested in like, okay, what is John's response going to be? Right. Exactly. Like, you know, like as, as two humans, and he's her father. What is his response to this triangle, love triangle that she has going to be? I'm I'm curious. You know, <laughs> you know. Oh, when that when that fucking robot stabbed Will. Oh. Oh yeah. And he went red. Yeah. Oh, like oh when, he, when, when, when he melted that one's face, like 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 went like like full like Jason Bourne. Like up on the wall and like grabbed its face, pushed it down, like melted its face with it, like the 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 glowing hand. I was like, oh shit! Yeah, it's Bro, on. Serious, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, so good. So yeah, it was kind of upsetting to see that end. Yeah. But um, I, I I also watched. I think you watched the first part of this was um the they released the second part of uh Masters of the Universe Revelations. No, I didn't see the second part. Yeah, it's it's on. I, I, I but you watched the first part, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The second the second part's up. Four episodes. Four great episodes. It's good. Yeah. Okay, I have to watch it. Yeah, it's. I mean, like, 
it took some twists and turns. Like any, I mean, it plays out like a like a two hour movie. I mean, it's a, you know, they're half hour episodes, so basically, it's a two hour movie. Right. And uh, it plays out beautifully. Oh, I was really impressed by it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not a big He-Man fan, but uh, yeah, I like the first first one. Yeah, I mean, I thought the, the first, first the first season, the first part was fantastic. And, uh, you know, they did the second part here, and the second part was, like, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I like where it went, and I like I like the story that it told, and I'm intrigued to see part three. Uh, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Did you finish out Discovery? Not no, I, that, that, no, I, I gotta watch the the latest episode. I'll probably do that tomorrow. I knew there was like I'm sitting there, uh, sitting there like after watching Lost in Space today. Uh-huh. And I was just like, there's something I'm supposed to be watching. I can't think of what it is. Like <laughs> it's just my mind, like my mind. I was just like, so I started watching Cowboy Bebop. Okay. I watched the first two episodes of that. I'm enjoying it. Discovery's pretty good, man. Yeah. yeah. The first two episodes were fantastic. That second episode was like... Oh, killer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's really good. It is. It's another show that has good writing to it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till you see this next one. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch episode three. I gotta, I gotta, I watched the first two episodes of Hawkeye. Yeah, I did too. Pretty good. I, yeah, I I enjoyed the heck out of it. Like, yeah. it I like it because it's completely different from everything else that they've done on Disney Plus. Right. And it's a little grittier. Well, I mean, it's it's more street level, yeah. But I think yeah. the thing I, I mean, like, like I've just always been a fan of Hawkeye. Yeah, I know. I like the character, but I also like the actor. I like Renner. Yeah. So I mean, like, I like, I like Renner, but I like, I've always liked the character of Hawkeye. And yeah. it's like this thing of like, I, I like that this is like really, even even more than he already is, humanizing him. Yeah, yeah. Like you know the with the, the the earpiece and everything, like you know the uh, the hearing aid, like yeah. How are you? Why are you losing your hearing? Oh, I don't know. It was like every explosion he was ever involved in. Yeah. Which makes it more human. Yeah. I started watching him. He's the one guy. He's the one guy of the Avengers. Like everybody like makes fun of it. Like you know he's you know once he runs out of arrows he's fucking useless. But like he's like the one guy. Like even more than like Black Widow. He's the most human of them all. Yeah. Like even like even Black Widow, even though it's like she's like you know she has no powers, you know it. But like the Red Room training like makes her like almost like superhuman. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like like that close to being like you know Captain America ish in my opinion. Where whereas right. like with Hawkeye, like you know, he's just hot. He, he's just Clint. Yeah. You know? He's just really good at what he does. Right. He's really you know, good. But I mean, he's also, he's mastered, you know, 
martial arts to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, he has some abilities, but nothing like nothing like the rest of the guys. No, like I mean, I like if you put give me a, gave me a fight between Batman and Hawkeye, I'm taking Batman. You know, <laughs> right. I, I, there aren't many fights I would take Hawkeye in, but I like like he. he I, I the thing I like about him is just he's like the most human of them all, and. You know, he, he, like, and I know, you know, Stork's gonna <laughs> shit on us, me for saying this, but like, I go back to the farm scene and, like, you know, when he's having that moment with Linda uh, Cardellini and she's like, you know, you don't have a suit of armor. You're not a god, you know, mm-hmm. and I need you to come home. Right. You know, like, I mean, that's like, you know, <laughs> it makes you feel something for that character. Cause you're just, I mean, that's why, that's why I think I like in the show is like, I just want him to go home. <laughs> right. Like, like of all those characters, I want him to be happy, you know? <laughs> right. But I thought it was also very human, uh, you know, a very, you know, non-godlike thing to go running like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just be like, fuck this. You know what I mean? Like. I've everything has been taken from me, and now you're gonna pay. Yeah, it's like, like I, I love that I line. I love that line in Endgame where like the guy's like, "Yeah, you know, why are you doing this to me?" It's like they got Thanos, you got me. Yeah, you know, like it makes like complete and total sense. Like Clinton Barton would lose his fucking mind if his family was taken from him like that. Right, because that's how much he cares about his family. And then, like, even that that's moment, why it was like, so devastating to me when I thought that. You know, when you first see it. Oh, yeah. When you first see it, game, it was devastating for me. It was very devastating because you didn't want to see either one of them die. Yeah. You know, it was like, yeah, I kept saying to myself, they're going to figure it out. There has to be a way. Yeah. But there was no way. And she knew that, too. She knew she yeah. had to go because yeah. of his love for his family. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's why she went over. I mean... Not why. I mean, they were going to fight it out to see who fell first, yeah. I guess. But she knew. She knew him. You know what I mean? She was, he had something to fight for. She didn't. That was one of the most upsetting things in fucking the entire series. Yeah. His face when she's oh, gone. Yeah. It's, his only, it's like his only friend. Really? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she knows him better than anybody. Yeah. So, like, even it was, like that, that mo- was a rock. That moment, like back, you know, in in in, in Japan, when Widow finds him after he kills yeah. that guy, he's like, "Don't do this to me. Don't don't give me hope." Right, right. I can't I can't deal with hope. Like, like I, I, I he's just he's a really good character. He's he's not the character from the comic books. Like, and I love the character from the comic books. Like, you know. But I love this version of Hawkeye. Yeah. You know, like, I, I just, I do. I, I, I think it's a, like of all the Avengers, he, he's the most human. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yep, pretty neat. Yeah. Sorry. B. I can feel the vaccine working its way through me. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel the hate flow. 
right. So I'm, I'm going to bring this article up just because I want to piss off Otter. Apparently, George R.R. Martin is not happy with HBO's direction for Game of Thrones after season five. (laughs) (laughs) And now it comes out. Yeah. It took him this long to voice his opinion. Yeah. About as long as it's taken him to write the book. I'm going to sit there and think on this for a while. (laughs) You know, two years later. Yeah, I'm not real, three years later, I'm not real happy about uh, what I just saw five years ago. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Well, I mean, it's like this funny thing. Like, (laughs) if you're so pissed, like, I said, okay, you gave, um, Dan Weiss and, and David Bendenoff, the roadmap, like the, the outline, essentially. This is how it all plays out at the end. This is what's supposed to happen. You know, fill in what you need to fill in, but this is this is steps A, B, C, and D. Is what, this is what you need to do. Maybe you should just finish the fucking books. <laughs> right. Like, honestly, like, I, I, it, it, this is like... You're pissed because somebody didn't follow the roadmap you gave them, but at the same time, you haven't finished a fucking roadmap. You know what I mean? Like, like how how can you bitch and moan about this when, like, you ran out of source material? Right. And you're the one responsible for the source material. Right. When are you supposed to do? Yeah. Like if they yeah. if you had written like if you had gotten the Winds of Winter out. And the and the, whatever the last book is, I can't remember. Like if you had gotten those books out, and then they didn't follow them, well then you'd have a beef. But you don't have a beef because you didn't finish the fucking books. <laughs> right. <laughs> like come on, man. Yeah, I mean someone's trying to read your mind, and they're doing the best they can, and then you say, yeah. "I'm not real happy with that." Go fuck yeah. yourself. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the only beef I really had was just last three episodes. Yeah, <laughs> especially the last one. <laughs> like a Dance with Dragons is published in 2011. That's the last book. Uh huh. The year the television series debuted. Right. So it's been ten years since you've published another book. Since you since, since you you've been writing the Winds of Winter for ten years. Yeah. Like Steven Spielberg or not Steven Spielberg, Stephen King laughs at you. Right. He, he puts out seventeen hundred page tomes every year. You can't complete one in right. ten. Right. Well, two. I mean, come on, man. And then <laughs> this is the best part. So, um, the article I'm, I, I have here, this is from comicbook.com, but the article goes on. Um, 
It'll be interesting to see just how far Game of Thrones diverges from Martin's conclusion, though it may be some time before fans get to see that. Martin's most recent mention of Winds of Winter on his website noted he's been working on writing the much-anticipated novel, but he also has a number of other projects that he's also working on, including editing three new wildcard books, sitting down with some amazing screenwriters and showrunners to create the, the 317 new Game of Thrones successor shows for HBO and HBO Max, serving as executive producer on various other television and film projects in various stages of development. Like, this clearly is not priority number one. <laughs> right. Clearly, it's not priority number one. Right. So you don't get the, uh, so I mean, you get. don't get the bitch. You're done. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Ten years to write one fucking book. You've been busy glad handing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh. Terrible. Like if if that was the only thing he was doing, if it was the only thing he was yeah. doing was. Hey, I'm 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 writing this book. I'm working really hard on it. I just, you know, I don't know. I can't get it right. I get that. I'd say, okay, hey, you got a lot to live up to. But you're talking about like, yeah, I'm editing other shit, and I, I'm I'm talking to screenwriters and producers, and I'm doing things. I ain't got time for your wins of winter. Well, then go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. Let's finish it. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Shit or get off the pot. Yeah, I mean, you got to know what the, you know, you've written all these so far. I mean, you got to know what's going on by now. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. So. All right, so um, <clears throat> one, one last thing I want to I want to hit and, and we'll, we'll wrap up because it's late and you're, <clears throat> you're, uh, excuse me, I had a cough and I don't want to cough into the thing. You're, you're. You're clearly exhausted from from your booster. Not to yeah. mention the, probably the day you've had, but um. <laughs> so I, I saw an article about um, this is on Yahoo. Mm. It's a new from it's apparently from the New York Times though, but movie theaters must urgently rethink the experience. Study says. And it states about 49% of pre-pandemic moviegoers will no longer be buying tickets. Some of them, roughly 8%, have likely been lost forever. And to win back the rest, multiplex owners must urgently rethink pricing and customer perks in addition to focusing on coronavirus safety. So one of the things that we've, we've talked about over the past year and a half is... Will 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 audiences come back? And I mean, from the sound of things here, people who consider themselves moviegoers are are about half of them are saying, uh, probably not. <laughs> right. Is that does that shock you? Is, is the number is that high? Uh, no, not really, because I went to a lot of movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, uh, during the whole pandemic, I think I've seen three movies in a theater. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you're talking to a person that, you know, 
goes to the movies. Yeah. A family that goes to the movies. Right. Should I say? Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So. I think my yeah, number's about so the I same. Think, I, think, I think I've seen like three. Yeah, I've seen. I took the girls to go see Scooby Doo. But we rented out the whole theater. Right. And then. I saw Ghostbusters. Yeah. Might be it. Two. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw Kong versus Godzilla. Mm. And then um, No Time to Die. And Dune. Yeah. Those are, those are my three. You know, yeah, and that's um, coming from us. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, a lot of the stuff that they, they cite in that article when I read it was like concessions. You know, concession prices are outrageous. Like, I, and I, I, I agree with that to a certain extent. I mean, that's where movie theaters make their nut is, is often yeah. concessions. Like, I think they only get, like, 80% of ticket prices. But right. concessions are where they, they make their their ends meet. But, like, they're, to a certain extent, they're right. Like, I mean, you know, popcorn is, like, for a large bucket, like, you know, $9. <laughs> right. And then you're paying another $6 for like a large drink. Stadium prices. Yeah, yeah. Beyond beyond stadium prices in many in many ways. I mean, and like yeah. popcorn is like I I get it. Like like you're trying to make make your money, but like I mean, you know, a large bucket of popcorn with with butter is probably costing you a grand total of a dollar fifty, and you're charging me eight nine ten dollars for that. Right, nine hundred percent. Yeah. Like the the markup on it is like outrageous, and I'm not saying like you should be giving it to me for like two bucks. Like I I get it, you know. Yeah. I'm going to a movie theater. I'm going to pay a premium for something like that. But like like just like everything in a the movie theater though is like just like outrageously priced. Mm-hmm. And like I like I might start going back. Like I love seeing movies in like the IMAX screen. But like I may start end up going back to to Phoenix more, where you, where you saw Ghostbusters, because like they give you like the deals like they, like the bucket for the year. Yeah. And, like you pay like fifteen dollars for like this bucket, and like it's like five dollar refills on it for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's good. It's you bring, a good you bring it back. Like it's a, like shit like that. Like that. <laughs> That entices me to want to go back to that theater, despite the fact that they don't have an IMAX screen. Right, but you're also paying five bucks for the bucket. You're paying five dollars for the ticket. Yeah. Because all their movies are five bucks. Yeah. So you're spending a max of, you know, twelve bucks, thirteen bucks to see a film and have popcorn and a drink. Right. Versus going somewhere else, or like car, car Mike, like like up in Monroeville, 
where yeah. you know I'm I'm spending twenty dollars for for the tickets for like you know for two people. Uh-huh. If if it's me, it's, t- like it's t- ten dollars a ticket plus another <laughs> fifteen. Yeah. For popcorn and a drink. Right. You know, so it's like twenty five dollars is compared to ten dollars or fifteen dollars, you know. Right, right. That's a ten dollar difference. Oh well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but my initial investment of fifteen dollars for the bucket is worth it because if I go see ten movies throughout the year at that theater using that bucket. I've saved myself how much money. Right, exactly. You know. That's what I mean. It's it's worth the deal. Yeah. <laughs> At least I think so. Yeah, I agree. Like I agree. Like but but at the same time, like I, I get like so like that's the thing, like the, the if if you're if you're car mic, if you're AMC Is that the route you have to take? Like, is it like what, what route, what, like, what do you have to do? Like, are you talking about like a rewards program, like a, a loyalty program for, how, you know, how many times you see a movie, how many times you get some popcorn, how many times you get a drink, like you get points and you can use those points for whatever. Do you go back to like the, the system where like, you pay a monthly fee and you get to see so many movies in a month. Like, right. you know, you know, I, I join a club and it's like, you know, I get two movies a month where I don't have to, you oh, know, man. you know, it's, it, that's what my monthly fee is getting me. Plus I get a discount on concessions. Right. And you I know. think the smart move, I think the smart move would be to weigh, but to give like way di- discounted tickets. Cause you're yeah. not making any money off of it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, like, hope people get to the concessions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you're not making much off that ticket sale for that movie. Let's face facts. Like, I I always felt like the only reason the dollar theater in West Mifflin shut down was because the repairs were too much. Like they let that yeah. thing go, they let that building go to shit, mm. and it basically had to be completely redone. Because you go up to that movie theater on a Friday night, on a Saturday night, it was packed. It, every time. Every time, every Friday Saturday night, that place was packed with people. Yep. You know, Friday Thursday, like you, in, in the evening, like if you could, if any evening. There was a good chance that there was a a good crowd, but Friday and Saturdays the place was packed because right. you were paying a bucket ticket, and then you could could like you could say to yourself, well, now I can condone spending the extra money for the <laughs> right, right. So what if the movie was already out on DVD? I'm just watching it in a movie theater now, you know. Right, right. It's funny. I miss the days of. Uh, I do miss the days of like getting the Post Gazette that day. <laughs> oh yeah. And flipping to the movie page, folding yeah. it like three times over so just the movies were exposed. 
Yeah. And then figuring out where we were going to go see a movie. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Or actually calling the theater to find yeah. out the times. Yeah. You know, waiting. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. 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 I miss those days. I miss having that paper. Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Showing it. <laughs> One o'clock, three o'clock, five o'clock, <laughs> you know, seven fifteen. Yeah. yeah, I miss those days, dude. And each theater had its own, like, <clears throat> like, uh, I don't want to say emblem, I don't know how to describe it, but each heading on the theater had its own, yeah, print style. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. Eastland, I know what you, mean. The yeah. you know what I mean? And then, yeah. Uh, Showcase in the East. This and the like, other showcases that we never knew were. Yeah. <laughs> like Showcase West. Yeah. And there was Showcase North, too, I think, in North Hills. Yeah, yeah North Hills. Like yeah. the West was out there in, like, uh, wherever the hell West Allegheny is. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I don't even fucking know. We were just worried about East. Uh, you know, the Cheswick. Yeah. You know, Dormont. Like, yeah. Even the, uh, what do you call it, down down in Oakland? It's closed now. But... The Beehive. No, nah, it wasn't the Beehive. Not the Beehive. Before the Beehive. Before that. Oh, I know what you're what? talking about, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. You know what the I'm talking Ro- about. The Royal or something like that. Royal Oaks? I think so, yeah. yeah. No, I think that was an Oakmont. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that was called. Yeah. Damn, if I can't remember the name of that. But anyway, that King's. King's. King, King's, King's Court. Court. King's, uh, King's Court, I think, is what. Yeah, I think that's right. That's not from yeah. 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 But I miss, I, I miss that, dude. I miss going to the theater, period. Yeah. And, you know, when they opened up Lowe's down in, uh, you know, down in uh, Homestead, um, it was cool. It was extravagant, and it was, you know, to see it, you know, it kind of made it out like you were going into a 1925 theater. The yeah. colors and the big pillars and stuff like that. But that faded. I think that faded to a lot of people. I, I think that theater was in trouble before COVID. Well, I mean, a, like, I mean, like AMC was like, you know, they were on the brink of bankruptcy during COVID and shit. And it's like, like how really? Like, like your, your, your business model was that fucking bad? Right. You know, um, yeah. like the, the thing I hope and like, you know, I, 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 I know, I know how going to make me, I know it's going to make me sound like a grumpy old man. I know it is, but I, like in a way I, I just don't fucking care. Like I hope like movie theaters and and they're becoming that way a little bit and I can kind of ignore it to a certain extent 
because it's like the pre-show stuff. But like, I just I hope like they don't become like baseball games where like you need a thousand distractions to enjoy a baseball game. Right. You know what I mean? Like the only way, like when people, like I'm the type of person when I, when I go to a baseball game, I want to watch the baseball game. Like mm. I don't need a thousand and one distractions. I don't need the bucko crew to come out and shoot t-shirts into the stands or hot dogs, or whatever the fuck else they're doing. I, I don't need goofy shit on the scoreboard. I don't need the pierogi race. You know, I don't, I just want, I just want to watch a fucking baseball game. You yeah, know, yeah. that's what I'm there for. When I go to a movie theater, like the stuff at the beginning, like when you're like, if you get there early and like you're sitting through like the uh, Maria Mundos or whatever the hell her name is and all the shit that they're doing there and like, and you know, hey, bring up this app and you can play this game on the, you see, you know, you put up, a, you know, all shit like that. Like, I don't need that shit, you know? Right, right. And like, my concern is like, people need to be distracted. In order to enjoy something for some reason and so right. like the movie going experience becomes like even more goofy like there's shit in the in the uh like the the lobby there's goofiness going on there, there's you know shit for your phone to interact with and like i don't need any of that i just i want to get in line i want to get my snacks i want to get into my theater to get in my seat so I can sit down and enjoy the movie, you know, and like my concern is that 49% of people who are talking about this, like, I'm not going to go back to a movie theater. Like, this is like what they're talking about. It's like, I need these distractions. Yeah. You know, like, why can't you just like get some popcorn, maybe get some candy, get, get, get yourself an icy, sit down and enjoy a movie. Right. You know, what do I need all this other shit for? Because right. I want to see one of the reasons I go to a movie is to get away from my phone. Right, right. You know, that's two hours of my phone being put away. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. All right, then. Anything you to add to proceedings there, sir? No, man, that's it. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, you can send us an email, um, and we'll read it if you know if it's appropriate. Hmm. Or we'll just edit out the inappropriate stuff and read the good stuff. Uh, that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just for us to search Pittsburgh Nerd, we're very, very easy to find. And uh, we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. We are on the Pod Breed Network, the Kinship Bound Network, and the Weeby Geeks Network. I do that in order. Why is that? Mm-hmm. And uh, just give them a Google search, you can find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, one of the th- oh, not, not lastly, we also want to remind you that next week on the 11th, we're going to be at the Nerd Corner. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we look forward to seeing you there. Hope you hope you can stop in. Uh, I'll be get there around 4.30. We plan to record somewhere around 5 o'clock. And uh, it's always a good time. Yeah, it is. It is. So stop on in. We hope to see you. That's on, on next week on the 11th. So uh, 
I'll try posting reminders. Yeah. And uh, again, as always, I want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough. And uh, if, I, I got I got to throw this in there. If you are one of our foreign listeners, particularly if you're somebody in France, this bothers me. I want to know who you French people are that are listening to this show. Please <laughs> let me know. Like, I look at our numbers and, like, you know, the United, obviously the United States is, like, like 89% of our listenership. But then there's, like, you know, like, French. And it's a lot of people. And, like, I'm not saying a lot of people. But a lot of our listens are in France. And I'd love to know who you are. Um, it's just sheer curiosity. Like, are we the Jerry Lewis of podcasting? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so. Yeah. If you're in any country, I'd love to know. i love to know, And I'd love to know how you found us. I, I, that, that is a, a curious point for me. I'd love to know who you are, where you're from, and why you listen. So reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook. Send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.